Yo, what's poppin'? It's your boy, Ron Ricketts. You're tuned into the Ron Ricketts podcast. Thanks for downloading the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all. Let's get straight into it. This is a guy that I've wanted to interview for a while. Very interesting guy. Uh, played against him a few times uh, when he was playing professionally. And needed to get him on the show to talk about a few things. He's a former professional football player, Premier League player, played in a few other leagues also. And now he's a professional boxer. And so proud of the guy. And I'm glad to have him on the show. Leon, welcome. Leon McKenzie, everybody. Just getting ready for pretty much day one for camp, you know? I love that. Oh, he's just starting out camp. Yeah, I mean, we've been kicking over, but um, I haven't been too too well, you know. I've had a bit of a virus, cold, coughing, you know, so um, just been trying to shake that off. Good, I hope you can shake that off as soon as possible, brother, because, you know, everyone, we're all behind you. You've got your massive, massive fight coming up in um, Jan. But, Leon, thanks for coming on the show, my brother. Um, I wanted to get into a few things. First of all, like, was it always your plan? Obviously, we come from the professional football world. And I was saying to my listeners that, like, for me, I, I, I don't know how he does it. Like, because you know how hard it is to train to become a professional football player. A small percentage of us become one. And then you've decided to go into boxing. So, was it always your plan to go into boxing after football? No, not at all. Um, this is, here's the thing. When I was, just before I signed for Crystal Palace, I was in the gym with my, with my dad. I was always like around because of uh, my uncle Duke and my dad were, were still kind of fighting around them times when I was a teenager. So I was always in there at the gym and I was always training and stuff. And then obviously I signed YTS for Crystal Palace. And there's a, a choice we had we had to make in regards of okay career path. What are we going to put our into and go for? And made a decision. To be fair, it was the best one I made. Obviously, um, signing for Crystal Palace um, as a as a YTS, and then sort of making my debut at 17. And then do you know what? Even though I had actually so many knocks in in, in regards with uh, my professional football career, I um, still managed 18 years at a very good level, and managed to even obviously like yourself get a glimpse of, of playing top-level football. And I can't remember. Um, when that finished, uh, I had about a year sort of really not doing a great deal. And obviously, you know, I've had my own sort of personal um, issues as well, which I was sort of bat- to be honest, still sort of battle with, but just learn to kind of cope with certain things each, each day, day in, day out. Um, but I got myself back in the gym again, um, and then we, we started sparring and I just was just like, do you know what? I just pulled my dad aside and just said, Dad, like, I, I, I fancy jumping in the ring. And he just looked at me and smiled. Love and that. That was it. That was it, Ryan. That was it. Yeah, I love that. I looked back to him. We didn't even know. You know, our first um, initial thoughts were like, okay, let's jump in. Let's just, you know... Um, have a couple of fights or whatever and, and just try and at least win a title. My first aim was to win a title and I, and I achieved that. But now, we're, we're like, we're, we're going into levels where I could potentially win a major title, um, especially if 
once we get um, this next dude out of the way, um, there's a major title waiting for me. So, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. The um, the, the professional football world, like, as you know, like, it requires, especially now with these guys, they're just such athletes. And um, I was, um, like, I remember when I was at Arsenal as a youngster and then I remember Arsene Wenger coming into the club and he changed everything around, like the training regimes and stuff like But now that you've gone into a professional boxing world, what's your training regime like compared to the football world in terms of nutrition and the exercises, the times of training? Like, what's it like? There's a lot of there's lots of similarities, lots of similar stuff, you know. Um, I, I mean, with, with with my football, to incorporate certain things I've done football religiously, it very it, it certainly helps um, where I am, especially like running wise. You know, I incorporate a lot of like running stuff. You know, I still go track, and I still do my four hundreds and eight hundreds. I hate it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I hate it, but I still do that side of it. The diet wise is, is probably the most difficult thing for me. Even though like this modern age um of, of, of a footballer is, is obviously a lot a little bit more clued up in regards with, with diet. I mean when when I was sort of playing like early days, it wasn't so religious. But like you say, with people that ask when are coming in to to change it. And I remember speaking to Ashley Cohen I remember when we were all bringing like chocolate and stuff on on the coach bus, and he was looking at us like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> what's happening here? Because Arsenal wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't allow nothing like that. No, no, nothing. Yeah. So, you know, you can see the the high, how it has changed. But for boxing, it's a, I have to make weight. So, um, I mean, I walk around about thirteen stone with this thunder, so I have to make twelve stone bang on every fight so you know the the the, the diet is, is 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 massively important um i don't starve myself or anything but um i have to cut down my carbs not loads but just get at least a balance in, in my carbs and my protein um and and just uh my training really kind of looks after itself because i'm you know like this morning i'll, I'll be uh training with my dad and then I'm going to probably do a few rounds sparring after that. Um, and then later on, I'll probably just do one, some sort of run. So, you know, you look, you're looking at at least sort of twice a day, early stages. Um, very similar to pre-seasons. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of like all the way through. Yeah, and it's just individual. It's just grueling. There's no, there's no way of anyone, you can't hide in the pack or pace yourself and all that. It's just you... And your dad? Yeah, there's no hiding, there's no hiding. Not when, especially not once, once you start sparring and stuff. So that's why when we train, we train to the full max, you know? Like, so when you start sparring, you start taking punches. And, uh, you know, if you're not up to the races, you, you will get found out if, you, if you're getting someone that's um, very capable. Um, and I'm always against someone that's very capable. So yeah, like we've seen. Yeah, but I was gonna say, what foods would you say? What foods would you say you miss miss out on eating? Maybe a bit regularly. What would it, Leon McKenzie miss out on? Regularly. Yeah. Soul food, man. Soul food, isn't it? Yeah, because that, our food was Jamaican food. 
very fattening, isn't it? So, yeah. um, you know, I can't eat too, too much of it, but I do, I do love that, um, you know, my food. and It's hard. I, I mean, I love eating out and stuff with the, with the missus and, you know, especially when you go and eat, eat out with the kids and that, you know, and their bits and bobs, and you think, oh, boy, I can only have, like, you know, more like sim, you know, simple stuff. Um, you know, it's always kind of boring. Just my diet is just literally meat and veg, meat and veg, meat and veg. So um, not a lot of carbs, not a lot of carbs. But yeah, it can get difficult some days, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's getting difficult for me, mate. And I'm, I ain't got no club at the moment, so I need to be doing that meat and carbs. But it's great. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that, that's how I kind of get my weight down to a. Uh, you know, just kind of, you know, meat, 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 veg, um, and then just kind of not as big as portions. Because true, say like when I'm when I'm really hungry, I'm used to having like big portions and filling up my plate. But now it's more like smaller portions, but just um, regular, more regular. Eat more regular, yeah. How many times a day would you eat? Like four? Yeah, I reckon about sort of four. Depends really. Um, definitely always, always the three of us eat. But um, with, with with my food, um, I have uh, protein shakes and stuff as well, and I'm taking, you know, glutamine and all them sort of things and vitamins. Um, I mean, I, I, I get a lot of stuff off from Revolution Foods, mm-hmm. so um, you know they they uh, it's a prime move like my, my protein and my organic stuff um which i which i might miss out uh, in, in my food so i try and replace that yeah nice what was that you're 37 now how long you, can you see yourself boxing for well, i couldn't tell you um you know i can only go one fight at a time um and obviously you know i'm 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 still undefeated so Fight nine coming up. Um, I would ideally like to be finished by the time I'm, I'm 40, 100 percent. You're gonna be, you're gonna be done by then. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, uh, I'm only like, you know, I promise a few people around me that, you know, love me dearly, and um, I, 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 I probably need to be finished by by that time, um, just before, hopefully. Yeah. But you know, the main thing for us is to. You know, everyone's got to understand that as much as, uh, you know, it's, I'm only nine fights in, I'm, I'm, you know, 38 in May and it's not easy. It's not easy and, and I'm giving it my best. Yeah. And even, even if I retired tomorrow, it's like I wouldn't be, you know, I know I've given my all. So it's like I wouldn't be despondent um, in regards of, you know, Wow, like you've you've had to sort of stop. It's just I don't want to stop yet, and I'm still hungry, and I still want to win something else. Once I win something else, then we have a decision to make to to again how far you you, you take it, because um, you can always keep taking it. Yeah, it's like a drug, and it could be it could become like a drug. You you win that, and then you want more, and then you want more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly that. It can be, and you get offered you get offered certain. Uh, fights and you think, whoa, like, can I really turn that down? Um, and that's what you know. That's that's 
that's where I'm at at the moment. But yeah, like I say, one fight at a time. Not looking past Kelvin Young. He's a credible boxer, decent boxer. He ain't gonna beat me. But he's uh, he's credible. So I just um, I just go and handle my business. And then, uh, like I say, once we get this next fight out of the way, then um, boy, it's, it's levels time. I know, right? <laughs> It's going to be crazy, my brother. When you see people like Nigel Ben and Eubanks are talking about fighting in their 50s, what do you think about that madness? Yeah, I think it's mad. Madness? Yeah, yeah I think it's mad. But I don't think there's... I think it's... Again, it's a, it's, a, it's a... Like you say, there's a form of... Um, when you leave this sport that you love or whatever it is... Emptiness. Emptiness, you see. And... Um, you know, obviously, especially the likes of like Nigel Ben, he's still always in the gym. You can't sort of leave it alone. It's great keeping fit, but the, it's a thin line, you see. So once you start getting that that bug, all of a sudden, because he's feeling the right in training, he's like, "Boy, I want to fight again." Um, so that's the that's the uh, reality of that. But again, you've got to be realistic as well and say, "Boy, you know, you're coming up sort of fifty odd years old." Just um, just let it go, man. Yeah, that's what, that's what I think. He got let ball. He wants to go and he wants to go into the ring and start taking licks in his fifties. He's crazy, bro. The, uh, yeah, I feel like there's one obviously Bernard Hopkins is an exception in the guys. Was he like sixty five or something? No. Uh, he wouldn't surprise me, but I mean, he's 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 like uh, an athlete that's just you know, it's it's incredible what what he's what he's doing. Um. I don't think it's uh, healthy, if I, if, I, if I should say that. But then anyone, everyone could say that about myself now in regards of, you know, coming to the boxing ranks and stuff. And Do you get a lot of that? Like, obviously, I know in football, we, used to, we hear a lot through most of the newspapers and stuff, but in your world, you get a lot of, like... Like we say, doubters. Like, do you know what I mean where do you get a lot of doubters and people? Not now. Oh, right, not now. But initially, do you hear a lot of people in the grapevine yeah. saying bits? Initially, I um, I've got a few uh, doubters. Even Eddie Hand said to me very, very part at my beginning. He said like, "I'm crazy." But what no one understood was is that I'm good. Yeah. And it's, and it's in my DNA. Like you can't. Normal man, whether, whether you've been a professional athlete at one uh, career that you've had, normal statistics would tell you at the age of 35, you cannot jump into a professional boxing ring and succeed. Unless? Unless there's something very special about you. Yeah. And I'm, I, not to be in a, in a big-headed way, but, you know, there's something special what I'm doing. Yeah, extremely. You can't just, you can't just put on gloves and jump in at the age of 35 and, 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 and still be undefeated. You can't, you can't do it. Yeah, unless, like you said, it's in your DNA. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. It, it, that it. And obviously, um, you know, I've got, you know, I've got some form of ability to do what I'm doing. So, it works both ways. But, um, of course, there's always going to be doubters. There's always going to be people who will have something to say. But it, it, it really doesn't bother me in regards of what other people have to say. It, what, what I know is, is when I'm getting up every day and I'm, uh, 
and I'm achieving what I need to achieve and what I want to achieve. You know, win, lose or draw, like it doesn't really phase me. So yeah, yeah. So who do you look for? Who do you look to for motivation, inspiration? Like who, who's that? Who supplies that for you? Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, good. Honest, um, but uh, do you know what? Motivation. Um, my my children and my my kids motivate me to to to, to keep trying. Um, because like you say, um, obviously you know most people know that. Um, you know, I do suffer from depression, and it's it's been a part of my life for a long time. And um, some days it's not easy, right? You know, some yeah. days it's not easy. So I have to. Sometimes I have my hardest fights outside. Yeah. Outside the ring or off the pitch or whatever you want to say, uh, but some days I have my hard. They're, they're my hardest fights mm-hmm. because, um, you know. It, it, it is um, it is hard. You know, like, sorry to cut you, Leon. I wouldn't ask you because I didn't plan to even ask you anything about that. But, like, for for me, just in a personal one, what when you say like a hard fight, like when you say sometimes you might get up, you might feel. Obviously, I've read into your book and stuff, but when you say like, what, what would a like a thought process be about when you're saying like a a hard fight outside the ring? What, what would that be like? For, to break it down from from a process point of view, again, there's, there's a very emptiness kind of feeling, um, and I can't explain exactly the whole dynamics of why you feel how you feel. Yeah. Like, some some days, just you could I could be very very quiet and I'm I'm fighting myself just to kind of snap out of it. You know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes you can't. Uh, you know, I miss my children a lot. And, um, you know, just little things that might just creep in to bring negativity into your mind. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you don't you don't really have to, you know, people might say, well, you don't need it. How can you be sort of negative and look at you? You're doing good now. But, you know, all that aside, you know, we're human beings. And yeah. Thing. And sometimes when you do have circumstances that go wrong in your life and, you know, it's, and little triggers that you have, um, it can be really hard to to cope with. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And that's just you know that's just some people are different. It, it just life circumstances, like I say, um, sometimes things uh, happen. And yeah. Like you say, um, you know, with me waking up every day, you know, there's some there's some days I'm like. I don't even know if I, if I want to be here. And yeah. that's the most saddest, that's the most saddest um, emotion to have. Yeah. Some mornings I can wake up, some days I can wake up and I, I can I can cry. Mm-hmm. Like, in a way that, well, why am I crying? Leon, why are you crying? But I'm crying because I, I, there's just so much that has happened in my life and... Uh, whether it be good, bad, or whether it be to do with my children, or whether it is, emotionally, there's you know there, there's something going on, um, and 
that will that can put you into a very isolated place if you don't know how to, to control it and if you don't respect depression. Yeah. That's the only way I can make you understand, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I kind of get it. It's just it's one of them ones where, you know, like, obviously, I've had a career that's been up and down, and it's been a cra crazy one, but I've never... Um, sometimes I've heard my mum, she's suffered from depression, and a few oh. friends might say say they're depressed, but I'm, I, I'm always wanting to open and learning about um, how one feels and why they may feel like that, and it's just sometimes I've um, I thought like it's some not normal to think that, but I think everyone every every day might think, oh, it's tough. Do you know what I mean? And like, do you know what I mean things like obstacles in one's way because it never stops. Do you know what I mean? And like sometimes I might have a cry. Do you know what I mean? But it might not be a cry about. It could be about something sad. It could be about missing my family. It could be about it could be about my friend doing something joyful. I got a friend who sings. It could be about about him. Like I might not get to see his show. So there's just various things. So, but yeah, but what I can say that you've been a big inspiration for even just me, just watching you from afar, doing what you're doing in a second career. Like I'm naturally motivated anyway, but then you just give me this extra fuel. So like I just want to say thanks about. But moving on from that, my brother, the Fury and Klitschko fight. I know you watched that, right? Did you, did you, first of all, leading up to the fight, Tyson Fury, obviously he was playing more the bad guy, the talkative one, promoting the fight. What did you think about all that? Is that your type of style? It's not my type of style. I don't know. I had was very personal, went deep on, on certain things. Obviously, Googled me a lot and decided to try and make a mockery, mockery of, of, of And then got, then got whacked out. Pretty much, because, you know, like I say, when, when, you're, when you're dealing with, with people that um, may have a little bit more to their ammo than you think, um, you're going to get found out. So for me, there was a calmness about me for the last fight where I knew that I was going to take care of business when, when, we, when we finally met. And the person that showed... Uh, what I'm trying to say is that all he all he said pre-build up, um, you know, how he's going to knock me out, how he's going to put me back into depression, how I've got the worst softball jab he's ever seen. How can how can I be? How can a 37 year old beat me? He said. Wow. And if I lose to you, Leon, I'm going to retire. <laughs> now, now, you know what? With, 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 with relief and, and desire that I have, you know, the funny thing is, and this is how, this is how God works in, with some mysterious, mysterious ways, and there was a bubble around me when I was fighting that particular night because the guy couldn't touch me. So what I'm saying is, is that all he said, it got flipped on him in such a way that my jab opened up his eye in a way that he couldn't see. And that was my jab, and he said it was the worst jab ever. The guy couldn't touch me, so there was no way of him knocking me out. And at the same time, he said, I'll retire. But he actually retired in the night. He retired on the end of the sixth round. He didn't want to come back out. Crazy. So all he said flipped on him. Madness. And, that, and if you look at it, 
And, you know, people might say, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But no, no, I'm sorry. Everything that kid said got flipped. That's how I know that something's going on with me. But to go back to the, the, the you know, Fury's very um, charismatic. That's how he is, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and fantastic to 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 do what he, he's done and he's, a, he's achieved, achieved, achieved a dream um, and, and put himself in history books. Fantastic, you know, like, he, he, he's very confident and um, you can't take that away from him. There's, there's, there might be a bit of a cringe side to it, but he's doing what he's doing and he believes in what he's doing. Um, and also, you know what, he's a religious man as well, so, you know, it's a, it's, again, it's, it's a thin line of where you go with it. Kalichka, I think, we're at the, you know, he's at the back end of it, but I watched the fight and I thought it was shocking, if I'm honest. Yeah. But, uh, it didn't entertain me one one bit. I thought Kalichko was ridiculously disappointing, and he's been a heavyweight, even heavyweight champion in the world for for a good few years now, for ten years or, or whatever it is. And I thought that he boxed in a way that, like, he's like it was his like first fight or something. I don't. It, he was just. It was actually quite. I felt quite embarrassed for Kalichko. Um, and Tyson is not my kind of type of. You know, it's not my kind of type of fighter in regards with um, how he moves and what he does as a heavyweight. Um, but yet to be seen, it, 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 there's a lot going on. Who did you predict winning it? Who did you predict winning it? I thought Kalichko might have been a little bit too much to, to, in my head. I'm thinking, like, mm, okay, I think Kalichko, if I'm being totally honest with you, was, was maybe going to... Maybe do, maybe catch him, or I don't know. But he hardly threw, he hardly threw a punch. He hardly threw his right hand. So um, it was a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Floyd Mayweather fan, so it's gonna be yeah. hard. For, only you can probably draw me out. I'd even go and watch the Canelo Cotto uh, fight the other day. I was out dancing my salsa like I do. So, so I hope you, I hope you're the one that brings me back into watching this box on the TV screen because since Floyd's gone that draw for me is gone you know yeah it's, 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 yeah. obviously Floyd again Floyd is very special um, about what he's done and you know he, he, he was a master a master of what he did um, like some people wouldn't find him very entertaining some people find him boring but the main thing is that he's doing what he's doing to, to win and you know, there were some super, superb performances, which which he um, which I, you know, thought like, wow, like this guy, man, he's he's, he's real good. Um, and you can't listen. Uh, again, there's always no matter how much you achieve in life, there's always going to be someone to try and take that away from you. And that is just the world we live in. I'm afraid. Yeah. And some people, some people will like you. Some people won't. But ask Floyd Mayweather if it really matters now. With, with that bank balance? <laughs> that balance and, and with just, just being, you know, retiring, undefeated, retiring with not a mark on him, retiring just gracefully. I fought some very, you know, he fought some very, very good fighters. And, yeah. And they couldn't, they couldn't find, they couldn't find it. Yeah. Beating, and that's it. You think, you think he'll come back out for that 50th fight? Never know. I'd like him to come back out just 
put the fifth in, but you never know. Maybe it's, maybe it's over. I don't, I don't know. I was going to say, uh, Lee, do you, do you still, do you miss playing football? Do you ever get to play at all? Sometimes I play some charity games and I love, you know, like... You still I, got it? Yeah, man. I, I, I'm you sure? Yeah, generally all the time. It's weird. Yeah. Just fight, just like I, I could be not, I could not hit the field for like three years, and played a charity game uh, a few months back. Mm-hmm. And um, it was for Palace actually, like mm-hmm. me, Bobby Bowie, Simon Osborne, Neil Shipley. We just uh, it just played, and and I got a couple of goals in that game. It's just weird. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I, I love. I love I, listen, I love. I love the sport. Um, I don't watch it really, if I'm honest. I don't really watch it anymore. Yeah. But I do love, um, love, love, always love scoring goals. Yeah, that's your thing. What was it? You you got five beautiful kids. Like, what have you learned from your career that you'd make sure they know? Like, what what would you or would you encourage them to get into football? Would you encourage them to get into boxing? Like, or like, what things would you pass on to them? Well. My daughters are very kind of theatrical, especially my, my eldest. Um, I would love to. I mean, I, I would try and I try and help them uh, fulfil what they what they they're sort of really into. Um, you know, whether it be kind of acting, kind of dancing, singing, them along them lines. My children are quite talented in that respect, so they've gone kind of that way. Not maybe so sporty, but they've gone. The stage race, so um, we will see. Um, maybe the, another Mackenzie will break through TV wise as an actress or actor. I don't know, but um, what I try and teach them is um, to try the best you can and whatever you want to try and do, um, and just know that you know I love them and mummy loves you, or whatever, and and that I'm here. If they need support, but most of the mistakes I've made in my life has been pretty highlighted. So they know what daddy's about. They know that I've failed. They know that I've succeeded. So they know that, okay, life can knock you down sometimes, but daddy shows that you can get up from being in the darkest place. Yeah. And that for me will give them good stand in in going forward in life, no matter what happens. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. That's compelling because you can't, like you said, the actions that you've done speak louder than any words you could tell them. They they can see, look back. It's documented. They can have a conversation with you, and I think yeah, that's I've, I've, massive. I've, 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 I've walked most, I've walked most paths in life, and. Yeah, so when I speak to my son, who's coming up, the best part of 19. Wow. And, you know, like, again, a lot of this sometimes, sometimes you can't control what where your kids go at the choices they make. Because no matter how much of a good parent you are, they will still make their own decisions, regardless of what you've done in your life. Yeah. Now, like, my son is at an age where, you know, sometimes bad influence can creep in. And sometimes you can't avoid that as a parent. You've got to let your your children find their way and understand that sometimes it might be a very big lesson, or they might get in trouble with the police or whatever it is. Now, again, I've been in prison, so I know 
well, you know, that was, was never really written in my book, but it got written. Um, and again, now I can teach my son more son. You know, to, to avoid that, you don't, you don't go down certain roads and, you, you, you know, I try and say, well, don't go down that way, go that way. Because, again, not that it's uh, all about me, but I've, I've walked that path. I've been where, you know, I've been there. Or if it's, uh, again, like, if we're talking about adult things in regards with women or whatever it is, oh, man. I've made many mistakes. Yeah. Um, to the point of where, do you know what? I don't wake up with my, my children every day. So do you know what? That's that's my burden. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my struggle. But yeah. in choices that I've made in the past where, you know, maybe it wasn't wasn't really uh, mature enough or maybe understood what I actually had at, at certain times. But also was a young man when I got married. Uh, back in the day and you know things happen and things don't work out and that's that's fine but made made some mistakes and and it's only after you reach a certain age and I you know when I finish playing everything else and I'll tell you this quickly story sorry true true story this is very very quick you know when I was at Charlton at the back end of my 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 career really you know obviously I, I, I tried to end it I tried to end it all yeah coming out of that Coming out of that, it's still, it's things were still going wrong, and you know I, I held it together. Obviously, then I had to have the situation of going into prison for driving offences and uh, speed and stuff. Literally, to be honest, like, I, I gave you know I, I, I gave some of my speeding points, which probably a big percentage of the world has done. But yeah. Example-wise, I got made an example of, and, and here I had to take it on the chin, and they put me in an ACAP prison with rapists, murderers, and paedophiles. Now, that was another experience. Madness. That, that I had to deal with, being that I was a, you know, I've been a professional athlete for such a long time. Um, and this is the first time where, okay, it was a bit of a hiccup, but Jesus, like, you know, if I could tell you what I've been going through, my mind doesn't really been up to scratch anyway. Um, but going forward, coming away from football, retiring and da 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 da, and coming out, I had a year where I'm going through my second divorce for other personal reasons. So that now, you think, wow. So so now, for whatever reasons, or for whatever whatever wrongdoings and bad mistakes I've made in the past, and maybe things are catching up with me, I don't know. But for whatever reason, I feel that God allowed everything to be taken away from me. And I mean, I lost everything to the point of, you know, my kids around every day now, financially uh, struggling, mm-hmm. um, lost all my houses. I lost everything to the point of I had to move in with my baby sister for the best part of a year at pretty much 35 years old. Yeah. Now, in doing that, I had to move to Woolwich. They have no car, no nothing, right? Yeah. And this is someone that, you know, I earn a lot of money and, and you know, things things happen, divorces happen. That's the way it goes, right? Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, I'm having to jump on a bus from Woolwich, um, 
get a train to Crystal Palace uh, every day and train, right? Coming back to my sister's bit isolated, bit lonely, many days of, of crying to thinking like, Jesus, like, how am I going to pull through this? Yeah. You know, no money, no nothing, right? And do you know what? I, I made my professional debut that year when I was going through all that. Crazy. I made my personal debut that year and I never, I didn't have nothing. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, just go and jump in the ring and blah, blah, blah. That was probably one of the hardest fights of my life. Because yeah. God allowed all this to be taken from me. But I'll tell you what it did do. I'll tell you what it did do. It made me so humble and look at life in such a different way and appreciate certain things that I did have to put it into memories that I thought, well, do you know what? I've got some fantastic memories, but, you know, it's not over, Leon. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, let's try and move forward now and let's, let's try and build again. And I started again and I've built again. And now, you know, I could never, if I, if I would have told you then before I even turned pro what I was going through to, to now, you know, holding... Uh, one of my, you know, another uh, a professional belt to now fighting on Sky for the first time as a professional boxer come 30th of January. Wow. Like, even I have to say, like, wow. Because oh. I know, <laughs> I know day in, day out what I was having to do and sacrifice to even get into a gym and train mentally. So that's why... I really believe that certain things do happen to sometimes humble you as a person and make you understand that it's not it's not all about whether it's not all about money or you know it's not all about certain things um, that can really uh, hinder you you know as a person. So yeah, that's just a quick little. <laughs> that's just a quick little. Yeah, honest, I appreciate honest, you sharing that with me. From from the heart. Honest, I don't, I, I don't. It's not about people feeling sorry for me. I don't expect no one to feel sorry for me yeah. because the choices I made were sometimes the wrong ones. Mm. And sometimes in life, you make these. And some people don't come back. So to be honest, some people wouldn't have come back for, from where I was. They no chance. Back, right, and that's the honest truth. Not not at the age of thirty-five, you having to move into your sister's, your younger sister's house. And, and, and get back on your feet for the best part of a year. No. Yeah, no. And, and, and not, not after having a, you know, a decent football career and then I'm having to find myself, you know, it's, it's obviously, you know, people will say, well, this is the real world now. So, well, yeah, I had to have a taste of it. But you try doing that, at being used to and accustomed to a certain professional all your life and then... Um, having to find yourself, get up at six o'clock in the morning and go and work for DPD. Yeah, yeah. And, and, get, and, and go into a different, completely environment that, again, mentally could really destroy your your soul. Yeah. Not that it's... Not, I'm not taking anything away from people that go and work hard, but what I'm saying... Transition. I was, I was accustomed to getting up training, routine... Going, uh, you know, getting paid a lot of money, blah, blah blah. To all of a sudden, everything gone. Now I'm having to to survive and get up just to survive. 
and you know it took it, it took a lot for my talent to, to be able to to put myself out there to to maybe go and get a little driving job um and uh and then and then build my respect that way yeah it was very awkward for me because some people knew who i was yeah. so i had to go into, i had to walk into dpd every morning and people saying well oh, lee and uh, people were talking to me about my football and everything else very very hard for me mm. but with, uh, with, with, with dignity I, 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 I worked hard like as if when I was playing football and that was probably to earn you know minimal wages just to try and rebuild myself rebuild Leo McKenzie again obviously I'm not you know I don't, I'm not driving in that at the moment anymore because things are on the up, but that's just not the point. What my point is is that character building, you know, again, like I am, you know, my mum and my dad, and they say, son, I'm so, I'm so proud of you, of how you have rebuilt yourself and just become this man that is just like inspiring. And, and that's what I want to do now. I just want, I want to inspire people, man. Yes, I want to inspire. And that is my, 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 I want to inspire my kids, I want to inspire people, just because I can tell a story. Yeah, man, listen, Leon, even just listening to that, and I appreciate you sharing that with me on my show, it's just, for me, it's like, uh, you're just a symbol of hope, like, every time I see your Instagram, or your Twitter, and uh, I read deeply, and look deeply into your pictures, or your tweets, and just, it's yeah, touch, I mean, it's, but it's, it's Garden uh, and studied 
started studying counselling. Um, I, I was uh, supposed to um, enrol into do my level three, uh, which took a year. But with the boxing and everything, it was just not. I wasn't able to do that. So that may be something that I'll potentially uh, look to get back on because I really, again, passionate and, and enjoyed enjoyed it. Um, you know, doing doing a level three would take a year, and then after that would be uh, a two years uh, like a, a two year course, which would be for a diploma. And at the end of that two years, would would qualify me as a professional counsellor um, to maybe once have that qualification, if I can achieve that, um, then um, I'd incorporate that into, again, just just either my own kind of Leon McKenzie Foundation and, and stuff and um, maybe give, you know, people that come train with me. There might be people with mental health problems. Um, now I can provide counselling also as well as fitness I, I don't know. I, I, that's that's where my brain is at. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, nice. You know, you got you got a lot of things that you could give back, and a lot of people out there that would be very, very grateful if they got that kind of help. Oh, oh, oh also, yeah, I've just passed my security um, SIA license, so um, I've got that kind of help. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Well done, brother. So yeah, just um, they uh, I just got to send it for my application, and and God willing, that comes through okay again, and and that's another kind of you know, in case things don't, in case things don't work out, then you know it's another bread and butter job. If I need to to get a, uh, a job of some sort, then there's another, you know, I've got a couple of things there where I'll be able to see myself, and my family through. Love that, brother. Love that. Um, staying flexible. So anyway, just to close things up. January thirtieth. Tell me about it. Where you're at. What should we expect? Right, we are at the Copper Box Arena, um, next to Olympic Park in near Stratford, London. Um, I'm fighting for English title as a final eliminator. So. Winning this this fight will put me in, in good stead and, and literally give me a shot over at the English title. And we've been offered another major title, um, which I can't disclose right now. But after I win the next fight, it will be disclosed. Um, it's against, a, a, again, a kid that's ranked higher than me, uh, a guy that's called Kelvin Young. Incredible. Um, not taking him lightly, but where I am with the journey I'm going, everything, everything that you know, everything about me. Unfortunately for Kelvin Young, um, it's not, it's not time. You know, that he's had his time. So, um, like I say, just can't wait. Um, I'd love all the support. Um, I'd love people to be there. Uh, again, I, I get a, I get a ticket availability. Um, anytime soon with a, with a link where you can go um, onto my my Twitter Leon McKenzie one or my Instagram Leon McKenzie Insta and you'll see 
information in regards with, with links and stuff to, to be able to purchase tickets. But yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. It's on Sky Sports. Obviously, first time as a professional boxer to fight on Sky. And Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Promotion. Whoa, you know, we're, we're moving. I love that, my brother. Proud of you. Proud of you. Um, if I'm in England, I'm going to come down and they're going to go and purchase a ticket and come down and support you because, like I said, you're an inspiration and light of hope for me. And, um, yeah, just, all I can say is I'm proud of you and we wish you the best. Thank you, boss. And, um, yeah, go and enjoy your first day at camp. And, yeah, I'll let you know when we're, when we're posting this. Yeah, sure. Definitely. All right, my brother, Liam. Thanks for coming on the show, brother. Take care, yeah? Alright, take care, brother. After the family, man. I see that you've got a beautiful family there, my friend. Yeah, my little boy's growing nice. He's um, 17 oh. months and, and his mum's an unbelievable mum. Oh, fantastic, man. Fantastic. Alright, brother. Take care, right? and enjoy the rest of your day. Alright, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. Alright, bye-bye. Wow. What an amazing interview that was. Very grateful that Liam opened up so much and gave a lot of insight to all you listeners out there. It was really honest, really honest. And it really gives you a, a look into the world of you say, celebrity, uh, professional football player, professional boxer, and what life can really be like. Do you know what I mean, we're all human beings. And it just gives you an insight. Do you know what I mean, so when you come on to my podcast and you listen, I would always want to give you a different perspective of things and um, me having these relationships with different celebrities and them being comfortable enough to open up and so I mean, be very transparent, I think is going to be something um, that's going to give you listeners something to keep coming back for. So I'll see you again next week. Okay. Yes, your boy, Ron Ricketts signing off. Thanks for tuning in to Ron Ricketts show. Pow.